0: Hello and welcome to Homegrown KC, a podcast dedicated to exploring Kansas City's fascinating history and sharing stories from a church past. I'm your host, Laura. Join me today as we explore a piece of Kansas City's history. Greetings listeners, this minisode is a little bit different from others because it is about my adventure to Union Station's current special traveling exhibit, Spider-Man Beyond Amazing. So, it doesn't really have anything to do with Kansas City, other than it took place in Kansas City. But, it's really, really cool, so I had to tell you about it. Alright, so, all of the exhibits, first of all, all the exhibits that come to Kansas City are top-notch, just fantastic. This one is no exception. I have been wanting to see it since it was announced in December 2022. Actually, specifically, I wanted to go with my nephew because Spider-Man is his number one favorite superhero. Spider-Man is the number one favorite superhero of all three of my nephews, and he was mine as a child too. Today, I wouldn't say that he is, but he's still pretty high up there. Um, I knew the other two nephews wouldn't be able to make it because they live farther away and, um, they just don't get up here very much. But, um, I knew that, I knew that Ivan would love it. So it was, it was a good choice. Uh, the exhibit opened May 26th, 2023. It will end in late September. I did not find an exact end date. All it said was four months that it was going to be open. The exhibit hall is open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, 10 to 7 on Saturdays, and 10 to 5 on Sundays. Ticket prices are $15 for Union Station adult members, $13 for child members, ages 1 through 3 are free. Non-members, it's $22 for adults, $13 for children ages 4 through 6. That's not correct. Surely that's 4 through 16. Um, and of course, 1 through 3 are free and $20 for seniors. Children age 12 and under are uh, encouraged to come in costume. And in fact, I did see someone in full costume the day that I went. I think the age limit is a little unfair. Not that I would ever go in full costume, that's gotta be uncomfortable. But, um, you know, I'm guessing it's a safety concern or something. Also, While I did see a couple other kids there, honestly, like 95% of the people were adults. Not surprised about that at all, but I I just, I am surprised that there weren't more kids. Listening devices are available upon request. Wheelchairs are not available at this time. No reason given. I mean, like, to, to borrow. If you come in a wheelchair, that's perfectly acceptable. Um... No reason why they're not available at this time, but that sucks for those who have a mobility disability and don't have their own wheelchair, which is totally a thing. Like, my bestie fought with her insurance for a year, maybe more, before they finally sent her her wheelchair. She just got it a few weeks ago. The front parking lot is a $15 fee. I mean, just flat $15. It's good until midnight. And you do need to type in your license plate number when you pay at the kiosk. So take a photo for reference. Or, and I just found this out, the garage is actually $6 for four hours. It only took us an hour and a half to get through this exhibit. Actually, this is probably the shortest exhibit the Union Station has hosted in a a while. (laughs) Um, I think I was like at four hours at the one for Auschwitz. Um... So, yeah, so park in the parking garage, because that's way cheaper. If you're there for four to eight hours, it's $23. No, no, sorry, anything over eight hours is $23. If you're there for longer than four hours, it's $15. But, yeah, still, I mean, I think the only time that you would choose the front lot over the garage is if you're like, I'm going to park here in the early morning, hop on the streetcar, and ride it around town all day, and then come back after dark. And, yeah. So, I'm a big comic book nerd. I've been really excited for this. But this exhibit, it's focused on Spider-Man, right? But it's more than just Spider-Man. Like, it includes pop culture history, comic book history, the history of the comic book industry And since comic books are a form of literature, it's literary history. But comic books also feature extensive illustrations. Uh, You know, I think it would be easy to, beyond easy actually, to make the argument that more illustrations than um, dialogue. So it's art history. Um, This exhibit also talks about the creators, um, the writers, the artists, the editors. There are movie props on display, so there's cinematic history. And the exhibit doesn't go into this. It would have been really cool if they did. But, you know, the history of pop culture is really, really important. And you can trace actual historical events and their impact on pop culture, and then the reverse, how pop culture influences society. It's really fascinating. My first favorite thing about this exhibit, or... Things, multiple, are the movie props. Two of Tom Holland's spider suits were on display. Part of Doc, Ar- Dr. Octopus's arms are on display from... Um, I think specifically from Spider-Man 2 back in the early 2000s. Um, the Green Goblin sp- suit from the Amazing Spider-Man movie with... Andrew Garfield was on display. There was a goblin bomb on display. A couple other props. Um, The suits were really cool. They were in full body. I didn't realize how short Tom Holland is. Like, He's taller than me, yes, but he's only 5'8". Like, for an adult male, that's considered kind of short. Alright, and in retrospect, because at the time I was just so gaga goo goo eyed, Um, but in retrospect, the most surprising thing was not what I saw, but what I did not see. And, you know, honestly, I hope this means that I just missed it, um, because I I walked too fast or something. But there's, I didn't see anything about the most famous quote to ever come from Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. I mean... Not including that or anything about it is like going to a Star Wars exhibit and not seeing anything about Yoda's line of do or do not, there is no try. Or Vader's, no, I am your father. Because that line is forever misquoted. He never calls Luke by name there. Um, I mean, it would, and not just the line, okay? I mean, there's, there's no physical component to this quote, obviously, but I mean imagine going to an exhibit on on World War 2 and Hitler's not named. Like it's just you might miss it at the time but then when you think back about afters like this is the most important thing <laughs> why is it not there? Most of the exhibit was actually um Pieces of or um, enlarged images of original artwork from the comics. Um, In the very beginning, before you even get into the exhibit hall, there's a comic, like the page itself, on display of Spider-Man's visit to Kansas City. That was really cool. Um, And like I said before, there's um, biographies on the various Spider-Man creators. Um, There's other character profiles besides Peter Parker. There is one panel focused on Stan Lee, and I only today learned that it's his pen name, not his birth name. Well, today being the day that I went, his birth name was Stanley Lieber, but he shortened it to Stan Lee when he started writing. Ah! Just blown away. I love Stanley. Miss him. Um. was I saying yeah so there's one on him there's one on Steve and then on all of the creators that followed over the years up to the modern creator writer whether you live in KC or just visiting I really really recommend that you go to the this exhibit um and also I just always recommend you visit Union Station if you're from out of town it's my favorite building in the city even if you're not as big a fan as I am and I'm like I'm sure there are others who are far more obsessed (laughs) even if you're just like a I like the Marvel movies, but I don't go out of my way to see them kind of person, I think you'll enjoy this. Thank you for joining me today on this adventure. Also, make sure you listen to the other minisode that I just released about my adventures going through the first part of the KC Rainbow Tour. Um, Sorry, one more thing, actually, before I sign off. I want to revisit some of my recent remarks on gentrification um due to a highly highly brief conversation that I had with my brother after the exhibit, so the city is being gentrified it's it's under the process of gentrification. There is no way that it is under dispute. Gentrification is bad, also not disputable. It's one of the many outcomes of systematic racism, so it's the pro- that is the primary reason that it's bad because it comes from systematic racism. That said, there is still nuance here, and I'm not sure if I've covered that in the past when I've touched on gentrification. Gentrification both causes and is driven by economic growth. But do the economic benefits for some outweigh the resulting economic hardships and destruction of communal history for others? I don't think so. However, my brother's failed, honestly. Attempt at an argument was less about the economy and the economic aspect of it and more on public safety. So, you know, I feel like it's been a while since I've heard anyone say this, especially to my face. Um, But honestly, since I started doing the podcast and since I got my own place in Midtown a few years ago, I have heard a lot of comments about how KC's not safe or Midtown is not safe. Um, My brother was actually trying to say that the area we were in, the Crossroads and Union Union Station, are unsafe and just full of drug addicts and dealers and thieves. At one time or another, I have heard that about basically every single neighborhood in KCMO and KCK. River Market, Downtown, Power Light, Crossroads, Union Station, Westport, Downtown KCK, Quindaro. Hell, all of Wyandotte County. I've even heard a said about the plaza that it's unsafe. And y'all, that is just discriminatory, fear-mongering BS. And I feel that is based on and continues to play into racial and economic profiling and discrimination. So it's bad. Don't do it. Yes, Kansas City has a lot of homeless. I spoke about this last summer after I visited the eviction exhibit at the public library. I don't know the statistics, but I'm sure that many of our citizens are struggling with addiction. And statistically, we do have a really high homicide rate. Now, all that sucks. That really, really sucks. And there are issues that we need to improve. But every city deals with these issues. And I don't say that to be dismissive. But every time a comment like this is made about the, quote, unsafety of the city, I feel like the commenter is trying to make it sound like we live in Gotham or something. And it is absolutely not like that. Are there neighborhoods that are truly unsafe to visit? Maybe. Okay, and maybe it's because I tend to stay in the city center, which, as stated before, has been and continues to be gentrified space. Maybe this is because I'm speaking from a position of privilege, but I honestly haven't ever visited a neighborhood and felt unsafe walking around, especially in broad daylight. If you are visiting Kansas City, if you're traveling anywhere actually, you know, read up on where you're going first, educate yourself. Hell, if you're really worried, there are tons of travel groups on Facebook. Join one. Ask your questions. Tons and tons of people will have advice, and they will love to answer your questions. And when you go there, wherever you are, be aware of your surroundings, okay? Be smart. Be safe. But don't give credence to the naysayers and fearmongers. All right, I'm done. Thank you for listening. Again, please check out my other adventure on Casey's free new queer driving tour. I hope you will consider becoming a financial supporter of this show. There are several ways you can do so. You can subscribe to patreon.com slash homegrownkc or redcircle.com slash homegrownkc. And you can also give a one-time donation at redcircle.com slash homegrownkc or coffee.com slash kc. That's ko-fi.com slash homegrownkc. You can give as little or as much as you want each month, even as little as a dollar. Once you sign up and you become a subscriber to the show, you will be charged on that day that you sign up and then on the first day of every following month. When you become a patron supporter, you get three things. One, you get an item from the merchandise store valued at $5 or less. You get a shout-out on every episode and social media post, so thank you, Bjorn and Joan, for your continued support. You also get access to exclusive bonus content featuring other local historians, archivists, and museum curators. Everyone who simply donates will receive a shout-out on the next available episode, but you will not get any of the bonus content or anything from the merchandise store. Additionally, if you give a donation rather than become a subscriber, um, and this is specifically on coffee, 1% on MACLA goes to help fight climate change. My most recent Patreon episode was with Jennifer Lovesy Mast. She is probably the world authority on the history of Worlds of Fun, the theme park here in KC. Now, also owe my Patreon supporters an apology because... I have not yet edited and uploaded that episode. I know I'm a little bit behind on that. Thank you for your patience. I should have plenty of time to get that up this weekend. If you cannot support me monetarily, you can totally still support me by following, liking, and subscribing to all my social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel. I'm HomegrownKC on all of them. You can rate and review me wherever you listen, but especially on Apple Podcasts. Visit my website for additional information on every topic. That's homegrownkc.wordpress.com. My website is still and will continually be under construction as I create new content. But uh, I am working on that. So You can subscribe to my newsletter on my website. That's actually the only place that you can subscribe to my newsletter. Once a month, you'll get an email that says, here's what's new, here's what's going on, here's what is coming up. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at homegrownkcpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send me a private message on any of my social media networks. For merchandise, you can visit www.zazzle.com slash store slash homegrown underscore kc underscore store. That's z-a-z-z-l-e dot com slash store slash homegrown. Underscore Casey underscore store. Thank you goes out to my talented sister in law for the creation, um, Sarah McCombs, for the creation of my logo, to the dear misses for the use of their song Kansas City as the intro and outro music of every episode, to local libraries which enable me to gather all my research, and to you. Thank you for listening. Cheers.
1: Seemed a